0: Hey everyone, welcome to the national championship, the Final Four edition of the Bavada at Odds podcast. My name is Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at Bovada sportsbook.com. Patrick Morrow and Patrick. Before we look to head to the Final Four, which is just a great time for the sportsbook, but it's a great time for sports. The Sweet Sixteen provided all kinds of drama. Um, some of the games were better than others. Nonetheless, uh, the Cinderella run of St. Peter's came to an end. A moment for St. Peter's. Um, I, you know, my, my question, it's the first ever Mac team to be in the Elite Eight. When they won in the Sweet 16, I was shocked. I didn't think they would get this far. So for them to lose to North Carolina, why was North Carolina able to beat them and all these other Kentucky, Purdue? Why were all these other schools not able to?
1: Yeah, it's, gosh, yeah. Poor one out for the, the St. Peter's Peacocks. So uh, what a run, uh, reminiscent of Florida Gulf State uh, more than a few years ago uh, in a couple ways. Uh, they really, you know, got the nation behind them. They're not a blue blood. They're not a team that anyone had heard of, similar to Florida Gulf Coast. And uh, how else are they similar? They were horrible for the sportsbook, Seth. Uh, Pre-match, in-game, futures, uh, you know, it it was fun to cheer on this team, the success they were having. Uh, As a fan, um, as a bookmaker, we were getting crushed every single game. Uh, and the outstanding liability on St. Peter's Futures, uh, they entered the tournament as 3,000 to one underdogs. Uh, listen, that, it only takes you know, a few people throwing five bucks here, 10 bucks there, and that adds up to something that's pretty problematic for us. So uh, a very bittersweet. Uh, I, I don't know why no, uh, North Carolina was the team that eventually ended it for them. I know the Saint Peter's coach alluded to uh, the quickness of the North Carolina guard play. That that was probably going to be the quick, the fastest guards that they were going to see all year. Uh, that ended up uh, playing true. Saint Peter's really struggled defensively. North Carolina was so good getting those offensive boards in that game as well. Uh, you know, college basketball, like so many other sports, it's not just efficiency ratings. It's not just you know uh, who's the best shooters. Uh, it's matchups, and uh, unfortunately, Saint Peter's finally, finally ran into just the worst outcome the worst matchup in that unc team uh again a great run uh i'm glad that i don't have to keep explaining to my bosses why we've lost you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on a team that again so many of us hadn't heard of prior to this tournament but uh th- that is the magic of the tourney and now we are left with four absolute blue bloods it's going to be a fantastic uh you know saturday and monday in new orleans uh, i i can't wait to get into it
0: you know, before we get into the matchups themselves, it, it's a luck of the draw that Duke is going to play North Carolina. Is, is that attractive from, the, from an odds-making standpoint? Like, it is, does the gambling pick up because they're, they're rivals? I would hate to watch the NLCS, or I'm using a baseball analogy. I don't want to see the, the Dodgers play the Giants. I don't want to see the Red Sox play the Yankees. They play each other enough. Duke, North Carolina—that's on in my house all the time. Duke, Carolina. It's <laughs> why I can't stand that Syracuse went to the ACC. I, I can I'm nauseated by Duke and North Carolina. That's that's the big hook. Is is that more appealing? I'm not saying recede. I'm not saying change anything. It's just so happens that's what what it was. But you have the opportunity. If 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 I could take the four schools. I would have Duke play somebody, and I would have uh, North Carolina play somebody, and if they both win in the national championship, then you play each other.
1: I mean, yeah, it, it'd be it'd be perfect if you could get a Duke UNC final. But uh, you know, to to counter your baseball analogy, uh, th- these teams don't really play each other in conference as much as you see, uh, you know. One regular season series between the Yankees and the Red Sox is more than UNC and Duke will play each other in a year. They they, they split a home and home with each other. They just get the two games. So uh, unless they meet up in the ACC tourney, that would be the only other opportunity for them to uh, cross paths like this. And the NCAA tourney is set up to try and ensure that conferences or teams from the same conferences don't bump into each other as much for the very reasons that you just laid out. Uh, They really don't want to see uh, you know, Kansas play Texas in the first round because they played each other in the regular season. But the ACC uh, stood really strong. They had three teams going into the regional final. And uh, listen, if it's Coach K's last year, if it's North Carolina and Duke, uh, it's going to take an obscene amount of betting handle On this game set. The interest is going to be incredibly high. Uh, Duke UNC regular season, I think, was also the most expensive uh, professional or amateur basketball ticket in North American history, that last regular season game, because we all assumed that, again, with the nature of uh, the NCAA tourney, that uh, they wouldn't cross paths again. This, the attorney is built so that it's incredibly unlikely for them to cross paths like this. I am curious to see what those ticket prices are in New Orleans. They do have a lot more seats to uh, fill out. Uh, they're playing uh, at the Superdome. or Is it still the Superdome? The Mercedes-Benz Superdome? It's so hard Something to keep like up with yeah. the Mint. Naming rights, but they're playing in this massive stadium now, so there's going to be a lot more tickets to sell. So I don't think it's going to surpass uh, the average ticket price of that last regular season game. But I, I think the hype for it's still there. I think it's going to be massive. Uh, I think that's the game to watch for. Nothing against Kansas. Nothing against Villanova.
0: No, I, 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 it's not. It's it, that's the other one. Like again. Are people rooting for Villanova? The other thing about college basketball that I don't get is, okay, so, like, you're a fan of a Big East school, right? Let's just, for sake of the argument, let's use Seton Hall. <laughs> Why would I want Villanova to win? I I, I play against them. I've seen them. I, that, that doesn't do anything for me.
1: Yeah, I, I mean... Listen, this, this is tricky as a Canadian, right? Because uh, none of these schools are going to be my alma mater. Uh, I I don't have any allegiances, any of them. Generally speaking, uh, my favorite schools are the ones that I have a futures ticket on. And in the past, I have, I've been fortunate enough to have a couple of Villanova futures tickets when they've uh, gone all the way and cut down the nets at the end. So, um, you know, historically, they mean something. Historically, Kansas and Bill Self mean something. Uh, For as long as I've been interested in college basketball, Bill Self and uh, Kansas has been the cream of the crop of Big 12 basketball. So I I think seeing these teams that, you know, whether you like them or not, I think you can respect them. I I think if you're Seton Hall. You know, maybe you're tuning into that game just to aggressively root against Villanova to see Villanova's, you know, hearts being crushed uh, in a Final Four game like this. So uh, there's a lot of different angles to consume this. I don't personally recommend hate watching, but I get it. I get it that it's absolutely can be, uh, you know, beneficial or entertaining to drink up those uh, tears of your enemies if you see them come so close but fail. And I say that knowing, uh, I say that as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan living in Montreal that, uh, boy, do they quite enjoy to see us fail. All
0: right, let's start off with the game that everybody's talking about. The two rivalries uh, it could be Mike Shashevsky's last game in Duke's last ever home game in the Krzyzewski regime. Uh, North Carolina upset Duke. That's how they got to the seating that they got uh, because of that massive, massive game on uh, the last game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. So now they play each other again in the final four kind of poetic there's no secret about that what's your breakdown here tell me the latest odds on duke and north carolina
1: seth i i love when i can place odds for an event like this this late in the tournament and we have these blue bloods because uh what's so tough to line at Bavada is when you have a team like saint peter's who no one's ever heard of or uh you know a, another mid-major team you know where you're going to get a lot of that pre-match action or what we call retail or public action When you have North Carolina versus Duke, you have massive fan bases, you have massive name recognition, and it doesn't immediately stand out who the recreational player is going to gravitate towards. Uh, You have Duke, you have North Carolina, everyone knows these teams. So as a result, it's no surprise that looking at the current odds, uh, the action is split pretty 50-50. As for the odds themselves, Duke is currently a four-point favorite at this one. They are minus one eighty-five on the money line, and again, that action is very, very split between these two teams. Uh, you know, North Carolina beat them at, in the regular season finale, as you said. Uh, Duke uh, is playing really, really good of late. They were kind of eh, iffy to finish the season in ACC play, but they're looking really, really good in this tournament. There's the emotional factor there. Of can Coach K finish? Uh, his career with a win which would be say what you will about the guy uh there's no better way to go out it's going to be absolutely fantastic looking in at that over under set it's currently sitting at 151 at Bavada, one of the highest ones at the tournament uh it's going to be fantastic uh nothing against Kansas Villanova but it is the game to watch
0: the other game on Saturday from the Caesars Superdome Kansas and Villanova. Again, Kansas, the only top seed to go to the Final Four. Villanova, no slouch. A lot of people thought they could be a one seed. This is a great team against a great team. I've seen Villanova up close and personal. I haven't seen Kansas nearly as much, but Kansas during this tournament has been dominant.
1: Yeah, a fantastic matchup here, Seth. Uh, unfortunately for Villanova, they will be coming to this one shorthanded as uh, you know, junior guard Justin Moore did suffer a right Achilles tendon tear uh, in the regional finals. Uh, You know, why this hurts Villanova so much is that they're not a team with a lot of depth. They uh, they generally speaking only run six, maybe seven players out each game. You're not talking about a lot of rotation. You're not talking about a matchup, uh, you know, in and out. They love the guys that they have and they roll with them pretty hard. So for a Villanova team that already plays with a very, very short bench, they are super in tough at this one, Seth. Uh, looking at the current odds at Bovada, you know Kansas is a four-point favorite, and uh, there's far more of a disparity in this game uh, than the Duke UNC. Yeah, Kansas four and a half, pardon me, point favorite at Bovada, and we're seeing about eighty percent of all betting action on Kansas in this one. The betters are loving them on the spread; they're loving Kansas on the money line at minus two hundred. Uh, you know, and, and what a contrast, right? Having, I got to watch this Kansas team in Chicago, uh, last weekend and bill self and that team, they can roll out everybody. They have so much depth on that bench. They can, if their stars aren't firing on all cylinders, they've got so many different players to lean on that uh, will certainly give them an advantage credit to Villanova. They do a really good job of staying out of foul trouble, which you have to do when you have a very short bench, but Kansas is so big. And has so much physicality to their game that you have to worry that if they're able to get that basket penetration and get to the line, Villanova might find themselves in some trouble in the second half. Over/under in this one, Seth is sitting up much lower, uh, only 133, and uh, pretty split action there. But overwhelmingly, the public is loving Kansas at the bottom.
0: I don't know about you, I, I just hope they're great games. That's all I, I I I hope for. You know, give me some great games. To tell you the truth, you know, I'm not clamoring for this stuff it's you know it's weird the the baseball season was delayed by a week so usually that this coincides with the same weekend but uh not not to be this week uh you'll get the center stage you'll have you know plenty of eyeballs watching just do do your best and entertain give give me five minutes to go second half not to know who the winner is
1: You know, it's the same with college football as well as, you know, yeah, yeah, they're young adults, but they're kids, they're kids out there, you see the emotions. From them out there, you saw so many tears over the weekend, which poor Mrs. Morrow doesn't like to see. That she's very much of the opinion, Why can't they all win? I go, Well, it wouldn't be a competition if that was the case. But, uh, you know, it's seeing how much it means to these kids. You know, the vast majority of these kids, uh, you know, this weekend notwithstanding, because Kansas, Duke, UNC, they are basketball factories, but the vast majority of kids in this tournament will not be playing in the NBA. You know, some of them maybe will have a cup of coffee in Europe. This is as big as it gets. Certainly that St. Peter's team, uh, nobody there is going to be playing uh, for the O'Brien trophy one day. So it's, it's, I, I I love it. I love it because for these kids, this is their Stanley Cup. This is their biggest games ever. Uh, they will, they, they may not have anything else to ever compare this to. So yeah, unfortunately uh, it does lend to they're not, they're not as good as the players playing in the NBA, but the atmosphere that I saw in the United Center for those Sweet 16 games, uh, the Providence fans, the Kansas fans, the Iowa State fans, people traveling from all over the country who live and die by the colors of their alma mater, it's, uh, it, it's infectious. So I, I, I continue to think that March Madness is my personal favorite spectacle, I think, of all sporting events. Uh, so uh, after that first weekend, it's always kind of a letdown I got to say, though, I hate this trend in recent years, Seth, of playing the national championship game in the final four in these massive football stadiums. It just it feels so hollow. The fans are so far back from the action. The floor in basketball is so much smaller than either an ice hockey game or uh, obviously an NFL game. So you can go to the final four and hold, not even hold a ticket because everything's digital now uh, and say you went to that game and say you were part of the experience, but you will not be able to be as on top of the game as I was when I was in Chicago. And I'm kind of glad that I went that route instead of trying to go to the final four. I think my wallet's a little bit happier about that too, though.
0: I like that you, you went, I really do. I, you know, I've seen it. I've seen the NCAA tournament in the past uh during some unique times and unique experiences but uh uh, i'm glad you guys had a great time and uh, like i said it's nothing like march madness that's why they call it march madness it's a it's a whole you know cluster of of uh entertainment you have games all over the place and you know whether it's on tv or in person um you know there's that whole debate about whether or not games in person are still you know holding up to these HDTVs and what they're going, but you know, this is not something you've done a lot. And so I think it's kind of cool that you've that you did it. You know, anytime there's a sporting event that you haven't been to before, check it out. You know what I mean? I, you, you, the experience is worth it.
1: My wife's takeaway was I can't believe how fast they are. And I go, yeah, we, we, you know, not to big wig, but we had a, uh, we had really, really, good seats. We were 12 rows uh, from center court and she's like, I can't believe how quick the decision-making they have to make is. And I, I think that's one thing that does get a little bit lost. Uh, in, you know, I'm staring at a very lovely TV right now that I'll be watching You know, 99% of my sporting events on throughout the year. But yeah, I, I do feel like I lose that a little bit. Uh, but it, it was such an incredible experience. And yeah, now I get to look forward to MLB spring training baseball betting. Okay. Next week, next week, Yay. next week. Next week. Listen, uh, you have
0: the NBA playoffs coming soon. You have the hockey yes. playoffs coming soon. Hell yeah, it's going to be good. We'll, yes, we'll, we'll enjoy that. Your team's actually in it, so we'll, we'll we'll follow the the travails. The Premier League's coming down to the final home stretch. There's a lot lots of stuff going on
1: Liverpool's sports. Still in the Champions League, they're still in it. Yep, yep. Um, I am. Uh, I'm going to pay. I I'm going to be in the UK for the first leg of the semifinals if they get there, and yeah. if if that is if so we got to see what, what draw they get because if they uh get the first leg i'll be in the uk for it if they get the second leg of that then i'll be out so if they get the first leg i will be paying an arm and a leg to go back up to anfield just to see champions league semifinal up there so the timing worked out um and i will say as uh just an unabashed over-the-top liverpool fan seeing anything at anfield is better than on tv it, it is an event
0: well, it's it's a cool uh, you know thing, and and that probably would be the only thing that I haven't done ever that I really really want to see. You know, I've covered Super Bowls, I've covered the NBA Finals, I've covered the Stanley Cup Finals, I've covered a dozen World Series. You know, I, I, I've covered a bunch of those things. I've never been to a Premier League game, and it's I, I don't think it's a soccer game. I've been to an MLS game. Mm-hmm. And I, I've said this before, I, I you know, I'm, it's not to put down one to, uh, to raise another, you know, I, it's not that it's the premier league is the epitome of the sport. It, just like in Japan, they don't pretend that the Japan baseball league is the major leagues. They don't, mm. you know what I'm saying? It's, it, that's not how it works. The English premier league is the ultimate league. If you are a soccer player in Africa, in any African country, if you are good enough you want to be signed by a premier league team. That's yeah. it. There's no comparison. So to get the opportunity to see a premier league game, I'm all in. I, it, I watched the, the, these games this year because of subscribing to Peacock and, 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 and doing all those things. I have loved every second of this.
1: I think the difference is the way uh, part of the difference as well is also the way th- these towns or cities, you know, if you are in London uh, you, you don't have a London basketball team. You don't have a London hockey team that you're rallying in Toronto. Listen, the Toronto FC has a great following, but we also have the Raptors. We got the Blue Jays. We got the Leafs. Uh, we, we, we got a lot of fandoms to hitch our wagon to, you know, I, I'm, right? I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over how Toronto FC does. I, I hope they do well. I, I really do. I've been to games there. It's a good time. But when you go to an English Premier League team uh, game, you go to Liverpool in the north of England where they've got nothing else going on sports-related, oh, yeah, the whole town, or the whole city, sorry, shuts down for this. And it, it is an event. It is families divided. It is language that uh, I would never dare repeat on this uh, family-friendly podcast. And it is, it is just excellent. It, it is a world of its own and uh, highly recommend. We're going to have to find a way. Liverpool-Arsenal next year, Seth. Let's make it happen.
0: Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> could you imagine that would be so much fun
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i'd be so i'd be such a baby my, you know my my i i've told you before on the podcast my wife's relatives they're season ticket holders so they've yes. said if all i have to do is get there i'm i'm going and i'm just like i i i see it i want to I, I think that would be so much fun
1: i i i took my little brother to chelsea versus i want to say west brom um in december when we were over there for my sister's wedding and I, I bought a match day scarf, which just it had Chelsea on one side, West Brom and the date on it. And I love those. I love collecting the soccer scarves. And this West Brom fan walks up to me and he goes, what the, what the F are you doing wearing that? How dare you wear that here? Cause it was a West Brom home game. I go, sir, sir. It's just a match day scarf. I'm not rooting for any team. I'm just here to see the game. Because you have to be yeah, careful right. about that. You don't want to be in the home team supporter section supporting the other, the other team. That's a big no no. I go, no, no, sir. I'm absolutely rooting you guys on. It's literally a match. Day. Oh, f you! I can't believe. It. And he was he was <laughs> wanting to fight me. And in the back, I'm trying to get this guy to calm down. But in my in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, hell yeah, this is why we're here. <laughs>
0: uh, that's yeah. That's part of it. I, I, I totally love it. You know, the greatest rivalries in North America. That I think of, I think of hockey rivalries. Yeah, I you know what? Wear a New Jersey Devils shirt into Madison Square Garden. See what happens to that shirt. Try that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I was. It was instilled into me at a very, very young age to hate any and everything Montreal Canadiens. You know, my dad still never really made peace with me moving out here. So, uh, but (laughs) but it's tough. It's tough. Uh, You know, no nobody cheers for Toronto outside of toronto in this country it's a common misconception i saw one of the guys uh the men with although
0: although although uh parts of western canada love the blue jays
1: well but that's because they're the only team right right that's and it's same with the raptors you know everybody in canada they rallied around this you know we the north kind of thing uh and the raptors are smart enough to embrace you know a lot more red into their colors and their jerseys to kind of be the canada's team yeah maple leafs can't get away with that (laughs) I've traveled all over this country. We can't get away with that.
0: There, yeah, there you go. All right. That'll do it for this edition. Again, enjoy Duke Carolina. Also, also Villanova and Kansas. Uh, make sure you go to Bavada sportsbook.com to place your bets and we will get our big baseball preview next week. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right here on the Bavada at odds podcast.
1: Stay warm, folks, because I'm still freezing in Canada. <laughs>